Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Tuesday, February 27th, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and our Tuesday guy, Matt Robinson, with you once again, ready to break down the Tuesday card. It is a huge 12-game slate uh, on this Tuesday. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll also do a brief recap. Um, I do, though, have a bit of, uh, I guess I guess you could say some sad news to report here on the show today. It's going to be Matt's last show, actually, uh, on the Ice Guys today uh, here for this uh for us and we've loved having him but uh what we found out unfortunately is nhl betting's just of no use to him uh right now because he's killing it with this kino machine you know <laughs> in, at local casino there in, uh, what the fuck does he need nhl betting for he's just ripping it apart there with the kino machines yeah. locally i'm kidding of course uh but uh, yeah bad i mean unbelievable I had you there for a minute i saw that face of yours you're like what the hell is this I... guy talking about I was like, what happened? Did I do something on the last show? <laughs> I was like, damn, am I getting fired from the show? But no, yeah, it's been quite a run. And what's awesome is connected to this show is I actually use the same six numbers and it's six Dallas Stars players numbers. Um, I, you know, you need a reason to pick random numbers. So that's what I always went with. And since last Sunday, I've gone three times and I've hit a six for six bonus on the same six numbers all three times. So um yeah it's been quite a little run for sure so as uh matt's yeah. heart rate starts to come down a little bit uh, <laughs> after what yeah. Just yeah i said i I'm, I'm i'm doing this i'm i'm trying to pull everyone's <laughs> leg here early to start the show but because uh matt was uh we were having this little group dm and uh this is now like multiple nights he's gone down to this down the street to his a casino there in reno and he's had this like four figure win at the kino machine Kino slots there, and like I say, so what the hell does he need NHL betting for? He's raking in the cash in other means right now. Uh, but I have a feeling, Matt, that uh, uh, you, that's not uh, necessarily the case. You're more than happy to keep trying your luck at the NHL board on a daily basis, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's a nice. It's been a nice little hit, but uh, with Kino, I mean, it's it's literally a coin toss, so. The luck will end here soon, so I need the NHL betting where I actually have some thought going into it as opposed to me just hitting a button and hoping for the best. So I'm uh, glad I, to still be a part of the show. As, as we had, as we met, as we talked about in our DM, I had family members who played Keno a lot. My grandma and my dad, every time he'd go to Vegas, and they both would t- say it's a game of runs. So you're on a hot run right now. Keep, keep it rolling as long as you can with that. <laughs> there yeah, we go. No doubt. No doubt. no doubt. No, that's good. No, I've never fired anyone on this show. They've left me. They've left Alex and I. We haven't gotten rid of them. Hey, well, so, one was kind of debatable. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, we really haven't fired anybody. No, exactly. They left us when you're talking about your Danas and your Andrews of the past. Uh, oh, but, no, uh, they, yeah, they, no, no. They're still, yeah. And they're still ice guys in, in our book. Yes, yeah, they always will be. Exactly. Yeah, and no doubt about it. And Jimmy left us on a full-time basis uh, for his, uh, you know, and he's doing his own podcast with Pierre now. It is writing and but we still have them on, of course, uh, every uh, Friday. So we still have yet to fire anybody that's been on this show uh, on a, a regular basis. And uh, I'm sure a few people thought it may be about to happen, but no, clearly not going to happen. We, Matt's our guy. Uh, it's been great having him on this uh, show and part of this uh, community. 
And speaking of the community, guys, uh, before we get into recap, we'll be quick with the recap because we got just a ton of games to talk about here on this Tuesday. But we want to mention this BetCast. And after all this time, I think we've talked about the BetCast now on a few shows You know, we're having it tonight. There's still some lack of clarity that people still think this might be Patreon only. No, it is a live free-for-all BetCast public. Everyone is invited. Everyone. You do not have to be a Patreon member. Again, for the uh, thousandth time, you do not have to be a Patreon member uh, to be part of this uh, BetCast tonight. So uh, looking forward to it. And uh, like I say, it's going to be a little bit more scarce as far as the BetCasts are, are concerned uh, in March because of the NCAA tournament. Busy month, lots going on, at least uh, for me from a handicapping standpoint with that. Uh, so we made up for it in February with a ton of BetCasts. This is our fourth BetCast of the month uh, and two on Patreon. And now this is going to be our second uh, free for all betcast. So a uh, shout out to uh, everyone there. Uh, join in, tune in for the betcast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. DM or email for a spot on the betcast, and we'll send you the link uh, before it begins. Melissa Cunningham, who's in Vegas, she planned weeks ago to be on this betcast, but she forgot that she's traveling to Vegas for work, but she's still going to be on for a little bit. She's going to try to get a connection there from her uh, hotel and join us. We haven't seen Melissa for a while. Uh, a lot of the usual suspects will be there. Us three, it'll be rich. I'm sure it'll be. Uh, Goose, I'm sure, will pop up uh, tonight as well. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun here on the uh, BetCast. Looking forward to it. And again, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, and uh, it's a great NHL slate. So uh, looking forward to the BetCast tonight uh, here on this Tuesday. All right, let's get into the Monday slate. Just quickly on what we saw last night. Uh, it starts with, look, uh, dead-ass wrong for me with Ottawa. Man, what an atrocious first period defensively from them. Uh, they just ended up... Um, just getting shellac taken apart. Uh, power play for Washington did damage. They didn't have a good penalty kill last night. Two of the first three Washington goals scored with the power play. And they jumped out to a 4-2 lead after the first period. It was a crazy first period. And then they got up 6-3 uh, at the end of the second and put it on cruise control from there. But credit to the Capitals. Nice win there, 6-3 to three last night over the uh, Ottawa Senators in that game, uh, ending the little hot streak for the Pens. Uh, as now they're back in action tonight, both teams actually, Washington in Detroit, Ottawa in Nashville. Uh, the Islanders, 3-2 win over the uh, Dallas Stars. We said this was, a, this was just an awful spot, and uh, we'll get Matt's thoughts on this. And I said this yesterday, if I'm mad or if I'm any Dallas Stars fan, I'm fucking pissed at this <clears throat> makers for putting us through this we go on this long ass road trip we've been traveling to the next city for every single game since february 6th it's been road games one home game road games one home game and now they're traveling again tonight back to back against colorado and it's going to add up at some point and you can tell not their best effort although i will say in the third period they they had a million chances to go up in that game too too they were swarming the islanders but the islanders held the fort defensively and next thing you know, gets that game to overtime and the Islanders win 3-2. That was a pretty solid game for me with the uh, team total on the Islanders. The draw, of course, for Alex and I hitting there at a nice plus 370. The Islanders with the 3-2 uh, win there against uh, Dallas. Like I said, just a dubious spot off the road. Big games on the road, including the Carolina win. Sandwiched in between the Colorado showdown tonight and the Islanders definitely capitalized on that. Edmonton, credit to them, 4-2. They beat the L.A. Kings. Great third period. That game was there for the taking. That was a, as good a defensive period as they've had in quite some time. It was as good a period that Skinner has had in a long time for the Oilers and that Stuart Skinner had a great third period, and the Oilers end up with a much-needed calming the waters 4-2 victory 
uh, over the Los Angeles Kings to get themselves back on track in that game. And then Boston-Seattle, probably the game of the night. It was fantastic. I mean, the action was exceptional. A lot of chances back. I thought the goaltending from both Linus Allmark and winning goaltender Philip Grubauer was terrific uh, in that game and a 4-3 shootout win for Seattle. Had goals taken off the board. Uh, Alex and I get another draw uh, to come through. We were sweating that one out, but we got it uh, as the uh, Bruins and Kraken go to OT. And then Seattle. And what an overtime, by the way. Oh, the chances were there. It was end-to-end action. Great saves on both ends. And, of course, Grubauer stoned up DeBrusque on a breakaway in overtime as well. And don't look now, guys, but Philip Grubauer, very quietly since he's returned from injury, 3-0 and with like a 1.46 goals against average and an over nine, like a 930 save percentage. So this is very good news for the Seattle Kraken because as well as Joey Decord's playing, you still need Philip Grubauer to get that form back and he has looked very good uh, since he's been back here for the Seattle Kraken and net. And he played a very good game last night uh, for them in the victory, a much needed one as they chase down a wild card spot in the uh, Western Conference. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on the uh, four games that we saw on Monday night? Well, obviously, the highlight for us is, like I said, Boston, Seattle, uh, you know, being able to cash in, you know, one leg of the uh, bargain bin with the Vince Dunn goal, the over five and a half coming through. Uh, Charlie Coyle ended up getting uh, a goal credit to him. So uh, we had a, another uh, bargain bin winner as well. We had the uh, – they come short in the first period over in the both teams to score. The pace was there throughout, though. I mean, this game was perfect. And and like I said, I not I've had that feeling that it would go past regulation, but go all the way to a shootout, and it did. It was an exciting overtime and a very exciting shootout as well. <laughs> Kali Yamamoto with a highlight real goal. Uh, just a fantastic game and, and – that's what draw season is all about. You know, two teams, different conferences. They got their own shit they got to deal with, but they clash together and, and make for, for an exciting uh, contest. And uh, there's a few spots that line up like that tonight within the draw season parameters. Definitely looking forward to kind of uh, getting at those. Yeah, from the looks of things, Alex has like a whole menu, uh, <laughs> uh, like a whole menu uh, of uh, draw bets uh, that he has circled for this uh, Tuesday card. So looking forward to hearing a, bon- a bunch about uh, what those spots uh, look to be. Uh, but Matt, we'll get your thoughts. I know you'll talk Dallas Stars. I, I was remiss to not mention it earlier. Uh, Logan Stankoven, congratulations to him. First NHL goal on his birthday. He got an assist on the other Dallas goal last night as well. A two-point night for him. So congratulations to him. And he's just another good young forward uh, in this Dallas Stars rotation. I remember watching that kid play for Canada at the World Juniors. He was one of their best forwards. So Logan Stankoven, I think, is going to have a very nice career. Matt, what did you think of last night? Yeah, so the Stars game and uh... – that Boston Seattle game are really the only two that I got to watch. Um, obviously Alex went into Boston Seattle. It was very back and forth and then ends with a shootout, you know, obviously an exciting game. Uh, as far as the stars game went, you know, obviously I felt the same. I felt like they definitely had chances to win in the third period. Um, you know, you hate to see them drop a game to, you know, not that the Islanders are a bottom team, but definitely an inferior opponent. Um, and they're definitely going to have their work cut out for them tonight in Colorado. Um, as you mentioned, the schedule has been really shitty for them. Um, I think I want to say it's six games in nine days, um, including four top ten teams. Um, so just an unfortunate time in the uh, in the schedule. But I know I have read that in March and April, they've got one of the easier schedules left. Um, 
they've got a couple games against the Coyotes, and um, I think they play the Blackhawks one more time. But um, they have a an easier schedule in the in the end. So you know, it's just one of those tough breaks. But um, I don't know. I I know tonight everyone's going to be on Colorado, and rightfully so. Um, the one stat that's kind of given me some optimism on maybe Dallas pulls it out is is Jake Ottinger's up for his hundredth win. Um, which what better place to do it than in Colorado. So I know he'll be ready to play. I, I think the stars overall are going to have some leg issues, but um, just going back to back and being in the altitude. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously excited for the betcast tonight. Um, we'll be able to tune into it. Uh, it is one of the later games. So we'll kind of get some games in and then kind of ease into that game. But uh, yeah, wish it was a better spot. Wish, you know, both teams were coming in, you know, on a even playing field, if you will, as even as you can be in the altitude. Um, but it is what it is. Every team goes through back to back. So you got to find a way to win. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Ice X, why do you do that, man? Have confidence in your plays, man. Uh, Matt's talking. Dallas has a chance tonight. Ice X is marking abs. Puck line's a loser already. So there you go. I don't uh, it could, we were also could talking about we were it. talking about puck lines in the in the chat too. So that yeah. that's probably what I said. Yeah, yeah. He, Ice X does love to anytime Dallas plays anyone. When they played Boston, it was Boston minus one and a half. When it was New York, it was New York minus one and a half. Um, which are two games that Dallas honestly should have won. So and I. Did, I don't think either. I guess the New York puck line did cash, but Boston didn't. So, yeah. Now so I know there's some people that <laughs> when they watch this show, they've talked about it. They've sometimes watched portions of it. They they skip certain portions. So just to clarify, everyone, Matt Robinson is not quitting hockey betting for Kino. Okay, this is just supplemental income. For <laughs> this is just a little extra. This is extra. This is on top of you know betting yeah. NHL on a regular basis, and he is still part of our show, of course. I don't want anyone to get confused about that. All right, let's get into the uh, Tuesday uh, NHL card. We've got a huge, huge slate coming up. This is a great slate. And we said this weeks ago when we planned out this night as a betcast night, that this was going to be a popping. The, the NHL slate is popping tonight. There's great games. There's only one game on the entire slate where it's two teams playing for exercise. Okay, that's it. You know, the rest of the slate, there's one of the two teams, if not both teams, are playing for something. So that's what makes this slate very exciting. Uh, it's Tampa Bay, Philadelphia to get us going. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 130, minus 135 road favorites. Six the total here, shaded to the over in this game. Uh, you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning. We have talked all season uh, about their road issues, but they did get back-to-back -back road wins over the weekend uh, against the New York Islanders and the New Jersey Devils, 4-2 uh, to two and 4-1. to one. Is that a sign that they're maybe about to put a little bit of a run together? We'll see. Meanwhile, you had Philadelphia also play a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back over the weekend, and they lost both games to the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, of course, a tough 2-1 loss to the Rangers and a pretty tough 7-6 loss to Pittsburgh, You know, considering they got enough offense. But if anyone watched that game, uh, it was an awful day for Cal Peterson. Absolutely brutal. Uh, there were three goals at least he probably should have stopped. Uh, now, some of them he didn't have a chance, but three of the, of the seven, clearly, I think, uh, an above-average NHL goalie makes that save, uh, and Cal Peterson was not able to do that uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. So, obviously, you've got Tampa Bay surging just a little bit. Flyers, a little slump over the weekend, there's no doubt, and I think the better see that. They bet Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky in net uh, for the Lightning confirmed. Of course, Samuel Ayrson, 
back in net, and he might get the net quite a bit moving forward because after what Torts and the Flyers saw from Cal Peterson, I'd be kind of petrified putting him in the very next time that is. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, as far as the injuries, there are some concerns there for Philly. Uh, Travis Konechny remains out. He's missed the last few. He is not back tonight. And then, of course, the injury that was suffered by Jamie Drysdale in the Pittsburgh game. You could tell it was his shoulder, maybe a separation, something like that. The same shoulder that he got injured last season as well in 22-23 and only played eight games because of that. So you got to be concerned if you're the Flyers for this young kid, Jamie Drysdale, who has the potential to be a great defenseman in this league. Right now, the Flyers say it's week to week. They're not ready to go beyond that they're not ready to rule him out for the rest of the season but definitely that is a bit of a uh, unfortunate loss here for the philadelphia flyers does hurt their blue line just a little bit looks like tonight on the back end with his absence we'll see cam york who's played great torts loves cam york he'll get more of an opportunity with sandheim nick sealer sean walker who's by the way in some uh, trade rumblings right now uh, mark stall and igor zamula are going to round out the blue line here tonight for the um, philadelphia flyers I don't know. All this love for Tampa Bay. Get get it out. Get that out of here, in my opinion. I'm going to take a shot with Philadelphia here, plus 115. I like this situation. We're buying low on a team off two frustrating losses. And let's let's really put Tampa Bay's wins in perspective over the weekend. You beat an Islanders team that is completely and utterly erratic. They won last night more because that was such a brutal spot for Dallas more than anything. And they got Wedgwood in net, not Ottinger. Keep that in mind. And then the other win against New Jersey. New Jersey's fallen apart right before our very eyes. So let's let's not act like this is everything is so great right now for the Tampa Bay Lightning now that everything's back on track. They beat a, a Islanders team that's just inconsistent as all hell and a Devils team that has completely fallen off the rails right now. Back-to-back -back terrible games from them. While Washington game was bad, the, the Tampa game was bad. The Montreal game, they did win, but barely. And they were trailing for much of that game. So I, I think it's just too much is being made of, wow, things are really great again for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's see tonight if they are. For me, it's Flyers and, do and draw split if I'm betting this one. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Lightning Flyers. Yeah, right there with you on the dog and draw split. A little heavier on the draw here because these two teams need their points. Uh, also liking some first period. looks like the first period over one and a half. Minus 128 and both teams to score in the first at plus 172. This is a game I don't like the full game over because I could see goals early. Maybe we get a 1-1 or even a 2-2 first period and things can just start slowing down. Like I said, these are two teams that need points. And we saw it last night. No, look no further than that Boston and uh, Seattle game. We saw that 3-3 uh, score those last eight minutes. A lot of just skating around and, and not many real quality high-danger uh, high chances. You see that trend more and more where the offense dries up as soon as the game gets tied anywhere within 10 minutes, five minutes uh, left and into the third period. I expect to see that here with the Lightning and Flyers. If Alex agrees, Flyers and draw split. Uh, Maddie, what do you think here, Tampa, Philly? Yeah, I, I'm also on Philly in this game. Um, you know, I think they're showing that they're staying in games against good teams, and I just can't take a – a Tampa team on the road right now. Um, and I am also going to be on the first period over. Uh, and then you guys have talked me into it. I'm going to sprinkle a little on the draw pregame, and then we'll see what it looks like uh, live tonight, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think the Flyers at home, I think they're due for a win. Um, they played well in that last game, uh, I believe, on Sunday. Um, and so I, I think they eat this one out. And so at plus money, um, definitely love the dog here. 
All right, there we go, liking the dog. And also liking the first period over here, uh, Matt, with the uh, Flyers and the uh, Lightning. Uh, they're starting to trend a little bit to the first period over again, Tampa Bay here in these uh, last uh, few games. I know the uh, games over the weekend for them, uh, the Islanders game was the uh, first period over. The New Jersey game wasn't, but the uh, first period over and the uh, Islander game was. So I don't mind that look either, first period, uh, at least over the total. The one concern here is, you know, John Tortorella is the coach. What he's going to demand after a 7-6 loss, defensive accountability. There is no question about that after. Now, a lot of that was bad goaltending, but still, uh, he's going to want to see his own team clean that shit up uh, big time after what we saw uh, that night, no question uh, about that. All right, next up, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Didn't these two teams just play each other? Oh, yeah, they did last week in Vegas. Uh, they've been doing this a lot this year, especially with the East versus West teams. You know, they've been playing them twice in the same week, uh, home and home. So this is the case here. Now, this time it's Vegas on their road trip, catching Toronto off this incredible, incredible uh Road trip, everything went right for them. It, it was an unbelievable job by the Leafs. Uh, can they can they withstand prosperity and can they stand up to what is typically and historically not only for them but for a lot of teams a brutal spot? Home off a very long successful road trip, minus one sixty five for Toronto home favorites. Uh, the total here six and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. I'm tempted by Vegas in the first period. I don't know if for the full game they'll hang in there because this is a team that's struggling right now. But uh, even with Toronto's great form right now, that first period money line, I'm probably going to sprinkle on that from a Vegas standpoint. Come out strong. This is a team that they're facing in Toronto that went into Vegas and pummeled the Golden Knights, jumped on them uh, in the first period of that game last Thursday. Uh, and it was over really after the opening period uh, last Thursday, uh, in, uh, Vegas and that seven to three victory for the Leafs. It was four, nothing Toronto after the opening period. It was one of the best periods of hockey. The Leafs have played uh, all season long. No question about that. So I think in the first period, that very first 20 minutes after the road trip back home, maybe a little bit of a lax uh, start for the Leafs, Vegas, obviously not only desperation, urgency, trying to snap this uh, losing streak of theirs, which is now at three games in a row, the, home losses to Nashville and Toronto, and then the shootout loss at Ottawa uh, over the weekend. They're also now just one and five uh, in their last six games. So uh, there's no doubt Vegas is going to want to have a strong start, but I don't know if I trust them for the full 60 because for the full 60, the team in better form right now is Tor Toronto and Toronto has shown the comeback ability lately. Let's not forget the Colorado game down two nothing in the first period of that game on the road. Saturday night, they come back and they win four to three. So they have shown a big-time comeback ability lately, the Leafs. And why is that? It's because it's not just the Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner show anymore. Domi is heating up. Tyler Bertuzzi with the hat trick against Colorado. And credit to Sheldon Keefe. You know, Sheldon Keefe gets blamed for a lot, but he doesn't get any sort of praise from these Leaf Nation uh, uh, fanatics when he does something well. And what he did was he put Domi and Bertuzzi together on the second line with Nylander, and that line has clicked. They have great chemistry. They're getting their offense going as a group, as a trio. Uh, and then they dropped Tavares down to the third line uh, with Robertson and Bo Nick Robertson and Bobby McMahon in more of a checking role. And it has made a difference. Like, And Tavares, to his credit, even as the captain, he's accepted a bottom six forward role centering the third line because they know his offense is not what it used to be. So let's give Keith some credit for that. This is creative coaching. This is good lineup changes, and they've made a difference here for Toronto in these uh, last few games. So, uh, But this spot is tough. It's an angry Vegas team that got 
humbled by the Leafs just a few days ago in Vegas. I think the first period is a nice little situational bet for Vegas, but I'm not going more than that. Just first period. I don't trust them for the full game. I'll go with that. Total's tricky, too, because Toronto, I've been riding these overs with them uh, lately, and um, I certainly could go that way again here, no question. Uh, the first period overs have been very good for uh, Vegas. So I I'm still going to do the trifecta with the over, but with some trepidation, keeping it a little smaller scale uh, with that, just because of the fact of the spot and uh, Vegas trying to probably tighten things up after giving up the seven spot. But hard to argue with the fact that, you know, Vegas still kind of has been trending that way as far as the uh, sec first period overs, eight and two in their last 10 games. Uh, so for that reason, uh, we'll do the over trifecta, both teams to score over one and a half, over six and a half. But I will be honest, this is not one of my favorite over trifectas compared to some of the ones I've had the last few days. Alex, what do you think? Golden Knights, Leafs. So, yeah, I don't like the full trifecta pregame. I like both teams to score in the first period. I grabbed that plus 165. I grabbed a little bit of over one and a half minus $1.30. I'll be looking to grab some more plus money during the betcast tonight. And I'll also be looking to grab the over. If I can get that down to maybe six at MGM or five and a half laying a price, uh, I'll, I'll try and take a shot with that. But like I said, I can see where maybe we even wait possibly for the second period if this is, ends up being kind of a lower scoring first, which hopefully it isn't considering the looks we have pregame. But if it does end up being a lower scoring first, then we could start maybe looking looking the game to open up and get to four and a half, both teams to score in the second period. So there will be a lot more live looks in this contest than there will be pregame. Like I said, just now it's just the first period looks for pregame. Uh, the draw makes sense, obviously, if it's Toronto's involved. But it's not one of my favorite draws, so I have a little bit in pocket, but this this won't be a heavier one. If, if uh, we see the pace kind of increase to where the, the draw makes more sense, then we can jump in live as well. All right, good stuff. And another reason with the, another part of the thinking for me with Vegas only in the first period is take, well, take a look at the Ottawa game. You know, they did win the first period, one nothing Golden Knights after the first period Saturday in Ottawa, but they did not win the game. They've had trouble holding leads. Toronto's been a good comeback team, but I could see this being a slow start for them. So that's why I think first period Vegas really does look like a good situational bet. And we did see Vegas cash first period against Ottawa as well. And they showed the urgency against Ottawa the other night, even though they didn't win. They're trying to snap this losing streak. They they want to turn shit around, but hasn't been easy. And clearly, of course, they miss Eichel and Stone. Uh, up front uh what do you think here matt vegas toronto yeah as far as pregame goes um i do like the first period overlook um don't hate the both teams to score might sprinkle on that as well and then i just can't not take toronto team total over three and a half right now um again i do expect vegas to kind of tighten things up um but i i'm seeing it at like minus 110 i i think that's great um value as far as how toronto is playing right now um you know doesn't mean they're going to win the game i do favor toronto here i'm not going to lay you know minus 165 pregame uh but their team total over i like that a lot so i'll probably be on that as well yeah how many times have we said that definitely over the years when it's a heavier favorite minus 160 take the team total you know it's it's only over three and a half minus 110 it is a uh a uh, better option for sure if you if you like the Leafs tonight. Uh, Michael Amadio, yeah, a former well, he was in the Leaf organization. He didn't really play at all for the Leafs, but he was always with the AHL team, the Marlies. But Amadio has been very good lately for uh, Vegas. There's no doubt. Um, you know they need probably a little bit more from their big guns now. Stevenson, Marcia, Sowa, Carlson, they've all got to be really uh, integral now moving forward uh, with the injuries to uh, Eichel and Stone. 
not just them, it's Brett Howden, it's Dora Fiev, it's Will Carrier. So they are dealing with a few uh, issues up front. By the way, the goalie matchup, it's Aiden Hill back in net for Vegas. Keep in mind, he got pulled last Thursday in Vegas when he played Toronto. Uh, and we'll see if he bounces back. And remember, it was Martin Jones that night in net for Toronto against Vegas. But it'll be, of course, Ilya Samsonov here getting the start tonight uh, for the Leafs against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So should be an interesting game given the factors involved there. All right, Washington and Detroit. We've got the uh, Red Wings minus 165 home favorites, six, six, six and a half the total in this game. Not really enamored to bet on either of these teams in this particular spot. You know, Washington's on a back-to-back off a nice win last night at home against the Ottawa Senators, 6-3. to It is a rest advantage for Detroit, but do you want to lay minus 165? Detroit's coming off the win of their season from an emotion standpoint, that's for sure. Everyone was charged up to see Patrick Kane make his return to the United Center in Chicago wearing that Red Wings jersey, some more than others. Uh <laughs> mentioning Alex. Uh, but yeah, Washington, when you look at it, you know, Kane got the job done. They won it in overtime with that fairy tale magical ending. And coming back from a win like that's not easy. You know, especially with a Washington team that, you know, is just plucky and feisty. And yeah, I mean the Capitals, I keep saying this with Washington. Um how do they keep doing this? How do they keep winning these games like they are, but they're capitalizing. Uh there's no question. We'll see if they can keep that rolling here tonight, taking on it looks like for goaltending here in this game, we've got uh, Alex Lyon already confirmed in net for the Detroit Red Wings. Not much of a surprise there. We should see Charlie Lindgren here for uh, Washington uh, after seeing the uh, uh, after seeing Darcy Kemper get the start last night uh, in the victory against uh, Ottawa. So that's the way uh, this one goes. Um, this one I'm probably not doing a whole lot with. Uh, the only thing I would look at, look, Detroit's won five in a row. They're playing very, very well but it's not exactly the spot I'm rushing to back them in here uh, coming off the big win that they had. Even the over, I'm, temp- I'm pumping the brakes on it because you know we've seen pretty heavy under-series history with these two teams, uh, six and two to the under, in fact, in the last eight meetings uh, between the Capitals and the Red Wings, and both of them do have very capable netminders. Uh, Lions been pretty solid more often than not, and obviously the uh, Capitals and Lindgren has given them you know, he was struggling for a bit, but you look at Lindgren the last two starts, the Florida game, I thought he played pretty well. Uh, and then he was very solid in a couple of those games last week. I think he got the games as well versus uh, Tampa and New Jersey last week, both of them uh, Washington victories. Uh, and he played quite well, you know, eight goals allowed in his last three starts. So pretty good numbers and a little bit of a turnaround here for Lindgren after a little bit of a rough stretch. So I do think the draw could get there. Uh, I might sprinkle on that because if you do look, Detroit's played a lot of overtime lately. Three of the last four games for them have gone past regulation. So I I might get there with the draw. Not a whole lot other than that. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Capitals, Red Wings. Yeah, this is one of the first draw plays I I made this morning. Uh, I grabbed a little bit of 350 at Bet Online, and I saw even a little better, better price, 370 at FanDuel. So I got pieces at each. Uh, like I said, this is a draw season kind of a game, and Washington finding ways to win, finding ways to hang on in games. Detroit, you know, same kind of scrappy mentality, hanging on and 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 you know, trying to get as many points as possible. So, uh, this feels like it could be one of those kind of games. I'm not sure where the pace and tempo will be. We'll be on the Betcast live, so we can kind of watch for that. But uh, I, I like the draw here. I think that's good value in that. And give me Sir Patrick Kane to score a goal. He's not in the bargain bin range. It's just as high as plus 210 at FanDuel, and I'll take a shot with that as well. 
you got to ride with it. Now, I'm worried about a little emotional hangover for Patty Kane, number 88, here tonight after the shit. But he's red hot. He's on. That's he's just, he's, yeah. he's, on, he's on fire. He's on yeah. fire. And if there's one guy that can kind yeah. of get past the emotional events and, and, and play through it, it's number 88. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's the only reason you're not betting Patrick Kane props tonight is you're worried about an emotional letdown. Right. But to me, you can't just go by that. I think he's just on—he's just producing way too much right now to just buy into that fully. He has been red hot, and like you say, we've we've seen this guy's career now for almost 18 years. When he gets on one of these hot streaks, look out—it could continue for a long time. And for Patrick Kane, his last seven games, we're talking about five goals and. Uh, points in uh he's on a seven eight game point streak now uh, and he's had multi-point games now two in a row as well so this is i'd say try it try over try a goal assist prop and try over one and a half points tonight uh with patrick kane i think you got a chance to go at least two and one or better uh with that uh here tonight looking in, in his direction as far as that's concerned i like anthony mantha for the uh, washington capitals against his old team i think that's a gr- not only a great angle the team that traded him away, but also you've got uh, Anthony Mantha that is playing very well uh, right this season. You got to credit Spencer Carberry's coaching for that. What is he getting out of uh, Anthony Mantha this year that, you know, uh, Todd Reardon and uh, even Peter LaViolette and some of these other coaches that have been there in Washington that they haven't gotten from him? But he has played a lot better uh, for Washington against his old team that traded him away. I think he's probably worth a look. Uh, here in this, I've mentioned Tom Wilson on the uh, top line and that whole line. Mantha is with two guys that actually have been scoring a bit lately for the Capitals and Connor McMichael. I know some people in the chat mentioning him and this Alexi uh, Protoss as well. But McMichael, especially, you know, he's got uh, five goals uh, in the last five games here for Washington. So there's suddenly some player prop value on a team that's starting to score again and get their offense at least. A little bit turned around here the last few games uh, on the uh, Washington side of the equation tonight. Uh, what do you think uh, in this one, Matt? Washington, Detroit. Yeah, this is another game that uh, I feel like there will be some good looks live. Um, I do heavily side with Detroit here, um, just given Washington's on the back to back, and I think Detroit's been pretty hot. Um, so I am going to like the last game. I'm going to take Detroit team total over three and a half pregame. I considered um, that. And too. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the value it's coming in at, I feel like it's worth a look. Um, and then I completely agree with both you guys on Kane. If anyone can get through, you know, the emotional side of it, he's he's a pretty cut and dry kind of guy. You know, I know he really appreciated Chicago's welcome home, but at the same time, he's a business as usual guy. I, I don't see it, you know, being a hangover uh, from that perspective. So I'll jump on Kane anytime goal scorer and Kane over one and a half points as well. Um, pre-game and then yeah i i lean over here um but i'd love to get it at like a five and a half or a six um so this will be one that i'm looking at uh when we're live on the show tonight all right good stuff there uh yeah it is this is definitely one where the only thing i'm really looking at pre-game is the draw the cane props the props i mentioned mantha mcmichael protus for washington and then maybe i look at um the team total for Detroit over small, but other than that, I'm keeping everything else for the uh, bet cast uh, tonight with this game. All right, Buffalo and Florida. This is ESPN Plus, by the way. It's an ESPN Plus doubleheader. This is exclusive uh, to ESPN Plus. And uh, this, by the way, the guy calling this game tonight's what I think is the closest they've got to a Gary Thorne equivalent right now. Uh, Bob Wischusen for uh, ESPN. Uh, Sabres and Pan. He's a great broadcaster sabers panthers florida minus 220 home favorites uh six the total here in this game tonight uh 
this is another one where, you know, you look, look, let's give Buffalo their credit because I can count on one hand how many times they've won three in a row this year. But here's the Buffalo Sabres, winners of three straight games in a row, entering this matchup against the Florida Panthers. Road wins against Montreal and Columbus, and then a very, very solid home win against the Carolina Hurricanes in a shootout 3-2 to two, uh, the, uh, on uh, Sunday. I thought that was a great win for them. You know, they, they actually outplayed Carolina the longer that game went. Now can they sustain this momentum they've got? Because this isn't good enough for them if they even want to think. And to me, it's too late. But if they even want to think uh, about any sort of push to the playoffs, they got to keep winning. Simple as that. They can't just win three and think that's good enough. Not at this point. They've dug themselves too much of a hole. Uh, but can they get the job done against Florida is the big question. Now, a couple of years ago, they did win in Florida, but wins have been few and far between for the Sabres against the Panthers. Florida is 8-2 and two, uh, in the last 10 meetings uh, versus the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the goaltending for this game tonight, uh, Buffalo looks to be rolling again with Uko Pekalukkanen. Picked a pack of pickled peppers. Uh, he looks like he might be a net here again tonight for the uh, Sabres. Uh, it looks like Bobrovsky confirmed a net for the uh, Florida Panthers. Unfortunately, J- the other Skinner, Skinner, Jeff Skinner, uh, MRI uh, that he's going to undergo. This was a suddenly out of nowhere. He played against Carolina and he got a goal against uh, his former team. And then all of a sudden, uh, there he was on the ice on Monday and he left the ice surface. And next thing you know, he's undergoing an MRI and he's day to day and he's out, you know, at least for this game tonight, or at least uh, likely to miss this game tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So this is another one. It's tough to get a great read on it. Is this a great spot for Florida coming off the uh, overtime win against Washington 3-2? They played a division game. They got Tampa Bay coming up in a couple nights on the road. Another rendition of the Battle of Florida. Not the spot I'm rushing to take the Panthers in either. So it's more of a betcast look for me this game. What do you think, Alex? Sabres, Panthers? Yeah, it's a complete pass for now. And if something pops up during the betcast, I'll jump in on it. But uh, you know, pregame, I don't really like this. Don't like the side. I don't really like this current total number at the moment. So is this uh watch and wait? All right. Yeah, exactly. Watch and wait. And we can afford to do that tonight because we've got the uh, uh, betcast coming up uh, tonight. So looking forward to that. Yeah, it's just I only say that every time I say Uko Pekka Lukanen because when I say it, it reminds me of Peter Piper. You know, growing up, that, that damn nursery rhyme as a kid, Uko, Becca, Lucan, and Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. It, it's, it does. It gets me, it gets me thinking of that. It's just because the, 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 the way the verbiage and the syllables roll off the tongue saying Uko, Becca, Lucan, and it sounds like picked a pack of pickled peppers. That's all. That's why I make the very uh, phonetic name. Yeah. Very, very phonetic name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt Robinson, uh, not so much with the phoneticism. Uh, Buffalo and Florida. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really like a lot here pregame uh, as well. I kind of lean towards the over at six, but I think we can get a good price. Um, I also sort of lean towards the first period over, uh, but just given where it's at right now, I think if we wait a couple minutes, uh, it might be a good live bet. Uh, Obviously, side with Florida as far as the team that I would pick to win the game, but not going to lay, you know, 220 on them. Um, You know, just not a lot of value pregame. This is one of those games, um, you know, you could look at Florida team total, or if Buffalo happens to score in the first five minutes, then you look to take Florida regulation or something like that and get some good value. Uh, but yeah, as far as pregame for me, uh, probably a pass for now. I remember this was a Buffalo team that for much of last season, especially in the latter part of the year when they really got red hot and almost made the playoffs last year, Buffalo, 
They were awesome in this role. Road underdogs against better competition. Buffalo always seemed to bring their best game. Now, it hasn't been that way this year uh, for them, but can they get back to that? That's going to be the big question, but I remember last year taking them so many times. They were uh, a big underdog uh, last year against better teams, uh, elite competition, and those were often the games you'd get Buffalo's best games, best performances, and best efforts. They're going to need that tonight if they are going to try to knock off the uh, red-hot surging defending Eastern Conference champions who, again, their only loss the last, what, 10 games was, what, to Carolina uh, by a score of one uh, nothing uh, last week. So it has been an absolutely terrific run of hockey for uh, them, no question. All right, next up, this is the game I was talking about earlier. The only game on the slate where it's both teams playing for exercise, really. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, even money, minus 110 both sides, six the total in this game. Yet this is a game I absolutely love. From a betting standpoint here tonight, uh, obviously we've got the uh, Arizona Coyotes on this um, brutal run. Uh, what is it now? Uh, a 12-game uh, losing streak for Arizona coming into tonight. Uh, it's their longest uh, winless stretch of hockey in 20 years. Um, so it's not what you want to see clearly. And now to make matters worse, Clayton Keller has got an injury and he's out now for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, so that could be uh, something that gets you a little bit concerned. Uh, and he has been playing well, obviously, for them uh, all season. But of late, three points in the last three games, 52 points, 22 goals, 30 assists, 52 points in 57 games this year for the Coyotes. Uh, but but, but before we get um, a little bit carried away about the Arizona struggles and the losing streak and the absence of Clayton Keller, which is unfortunate. This is as winnable a game as Arizona's had in a very long time because it's not like the Montreal Canadiens are anything to write home about right now either. This is a Canadiens team that's 1-7 and seven in their last eight games that has lost five straight games and a couple of these losses to, you know, Washington and Buffalo and uh, an erratic Pittsburgh team, New Jersey kind of slumping. Let's compare that, that schedule of losses to Arizona. Winnipeg. Surefire playoff team, Toronto on fire, Edmonton, surefire playoff team, Colorado, surefire playoff team, Carolina, surefire playoff team, contenders, all great teams and contenders. These last consecutive amount of group of losses for the Arizona Coyotes. So if you're factoring in strength of schedule to this conversation, it's clearly in Arizona's favor. I don't usually step in front of a losing streak or a winning streak, but I'm doing so tonight. Give me those Coyotes to snap the streak tonight. Uh, in Montreal here, minus 110 in this game. They got close to snapping the streak the other night against Winnipeg. I thought it was one of their better games. They got down early, but there was no quit. Tourney hasn't lost the team. They came back. They fought back. They tied it with Winnipeg. And if not for a, a couple of Coyote players falling down in overtime, which resulted in an odd man rush for Connor that ended the game, you know, Arizona, you know, might have um, absolutely won that game. So, uh, they're closing in on, they're improving, and they're closing in on a victory, and this is as winnable a game and as weak an opponent as they've played in quite some time. So I'm taking the Coyotes here, minus 110, a little smaller on the draw uh, as well because I don't see either team running away from the other. And I am going to go back to the well, you know, even with two capable, when they're on their game, This these are two capable goalies. So maybe I get stung by this with Connor Ingram and Sam Montembeau in net tonight, but I'm going back to the over trifecta 
with Arizona again until I lose at this point. It's been cashing every single game lately. So uh, first period over, first period, both teams to score, full game over six here uh, with this uh, Yotes and Habs game. Plus, it's got that old age-old theory of mine where it's two losing teams, two teams way out of the playoffs, roll the puck out, defense is optional. So I think we could see that here tonight as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Coyotes, Canadians. Yeah, it does feel like it could have that kind of up and down pace of, of two teams, like you always say, playing for exercise. But I, I'm keeping it a little simple here. I have the draw, and I have the first period over one and a half minus a dollar thirty, and I played it a little bit small, trying to, of course, grab some plus money in game during the betcast tonight. So that's just the, the approach I'm taking. Staying out of the side, I, I can make a case for Montreal. You can make a case for Arizona as well. But uh, like I said, with that being said, and we saw one of the uh, matchups go past regulation. Uh, just recently, so I could definitely see a draw here, cash. No doubt. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, not for the faint of heart putting money on the Arizona Coyotes. Twelve straight losses, but uh, yours truly is on that ship tonight. And if he sinks on it, so be it. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Arizona, Montreal. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I talked about this last time I was on the show, but you know when you have two teams that are out of the playoffs and they're playing each other. It's a great opportunity for guys to hit, you know, some incentive bonuses, get a couple extra points that maybe they wouldn't get against a team, you know, that's gearing up for the playoffs. So I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. Um, so I'm definitely on the the trifecta as well. Um, I do see your case on the Coyotes, and I may sprinkle on the Coyotes. I, you know, they got to win at some point. Uh, what better time to to do it than against a, a low end Montreal team? Um, but yeah, that would be a lighter play for me um and again something you know maybe montreal scores early and then you get the coyotes at a plus price um so this will be something i'm watching live but pre-game i'm going to be on the uh over trifecta i mean it look anytime you lose 12 in a row it's bad and it's very difficult to paint a rosy picture of a team that's lost 12 straight fucking hockey games in a row obviously but look at the schedule i'll say it again look at it winnipeg toronto edmonton colorado carolina minnesota since the wild have started playing better philly a playoff team nashville in the mix vegas before vegas was slumping carolina again you know these have been the losses for arizona they have had a brutally difficult brutally tough schedule and this is as weak as it gets as far as an opponent that they have faced uh, here in quite some time so that's what I was looking at when I was doing my dive into this game. I'm like, wait, wait a second. They've lost 12 in a row, but this has been a brutal slate. It's been one heavyweight, one great team after another, you know, that they've been playing lately. So that's why they should. And plus, even with Keller out, which is a concern, you know how many times we see it in sports, especially NHL, NBA. They pull the bootstraps up first game without this, one of the best players on the team. It's crazy how many times they win, uh, even when that player's out of the lineup the first game. So. Uh, like I say, it would not shock me to see Arizona snap the skid tonight. All right, Ottawa-Nashville. We've got um, the uh, Nashville Predators minus 145 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. I'm sticking to it with Ottawa. I know they did me wrong last night, but uh, it is back-to-back. But I like actually the fact from, from for their standpoint tonight that they – you know, kind of had a really rough game last night against Washington. That should have them focused, ready to go tonight. And to me, the spots cancel out. You can say all you want that you're concerned about Ottawa on the back-to-back here uh, in this game, but it's just as bad a spot, if not worse, for uh, Nashville here. Coming off the long, successful road trip, a little bit of a tricky spot, and Ottawa's had a lot of success in Nashville 
Let's not forget that. They've actually played well in this building uh, in the past in recent meetings. So, uh, like I say, Ottawa's still played some really good hockey lately. We're not bailing on them after a rough game last night. They're more than capable of getting back on track, and they certainly catch Nashville in, yes, the Malinsky special. First game home off a four-game or longer road trip, and it was a five-gamer uh, for Nashville uh, coming off that loss. So Ottawa live dog, in my opinion, I'm okay taking them here. Plus 125 uh, in this game. Uh, Jonas Corpusalo and UC Saros, your confirmed goalies. And like I said, Ottawa last year uh, you know, in Nashville beat them 3-2. to two. Uh, and uh, they have uh, done a decent job head-to-head against the uh, Predators in uh, recent meetings. I don't know from a total standpoint how this is going to go, but I've got to imagine with a coach like Jacques Martin, you know, you are going to see, obviously, this team really try to clamp down after giving up six last night. This is one where I'm going to wait for the bet cast. Rocco's onto it, uh, and if you uh, follow the charts that Chris Otto delivers, which are awesome, you're onto it too. We've got an 11-1 and over second period run for the Ottawa Senators going into this game tonight. So I'm not betting any early totals. Uh, I'm just going to wait for that second period to come around, uh, and we will be uh, hitting that live uh, at, on the uh, BetCast, some kind of over in the second period, both teams to score, something like that. 11 of the last 12 sends games over one and a half in the second period. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex, Ottawa-Nashville? Well, I will be grabbing something earlier regarding that second period. That's both teams to score in the second at plus 106. You get that at FanDuel right now. We probably won't be getting uh, plus price for that particular prop once we get to that uh, live. Now, two and a half plus 142 is available now. If you like that, look, if you expect three or more goals in the second, by all means, grab that right now. But like I said, those kind of looks I'll be looking for and waiting during the back cast. And I'll take a little bit of Ottawa plus 125 with a, just kind of a, a history recent uh, little bias. They said the Malinsky spot, Nashville coming home off of five in a row. Nashville's one of those teams that's, that kind of falls uh, often off of that uh, spot. They're not as bad as like a San Jose back in the day, but they have been uh, you know caught in this spot more times than not. So Ottawa small on the money line. Uh, both teams are scoring the second period plus 106 at FanDuel, and then we'll be looking to add some more on during the betcast this evening. I'm going to divvy this up a little bit. Ottawa full game money line. I'm also going to put a chunk of that uh, percentage of the overall bet on the first period money line for Ottawa uh, as well, because I think first period, I think it's advantageous. They've got the yeah. adrenaline of playing last night, you know, obviously a bad game, come out strong, Nashville flat footed first period at home after that lengthy road trip. So I think having a portion of that Ottawa position on the first period makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, what do you think here, Matt, Ottawa, Nashville? Yeah, really, pregame, I'm only going to take Ottawa. Um, again, I think it's sort of a toss-up game, but it's a tough spot for Nashville, and so plus 125. Um, I'll throw a little on on Ottawa uh, pregame. But, yeah, as far as this will be more of a live bet, um, I do like the over here. I like there to be goals, but I'd like to get it, you know, maybe down to six or even five and a half. Um, and then first period over, I I don't hate it pregame, um, but I'm going to see if I can get some better – better odds a couple minutes into the game so um yeah i'll throw a little on ottawa here i think it's sort of a toss-up game but i like the value there uh at plus 125 and then we'll be looking for some spots live uh on the show tonight no doubt uh definitely it's going to be a good bet cast game and this is definitely one where the, again with that second and by the way there's two other second period over spots to circle tonight the leafs and the red wings both of those teams have really been trending heavily second period over. So Toronto, Vegas on the bet cast tonight. 
We'll probably look, I'll be at least looking at a second period over in Detroit and Washington probably as well. Uh, and there's one coming up later talk. too, right? In the, in the car. Yes, the obvious one coming up <laughs> uh, later. Uh, the one that I think everybody knows about that watches and listens to this show and checks out those charts. And uh, yep. it came through again last night. And, and we will get to that certainly in just a bit as well. Uh, all right, next up, we've got uh, St. Louis and Winnipeg. Uh, the uh, Winnipeg Jets back home. Uh, or a, remaining at home, I should say, a minus 190 uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, the total sitting at uh, six uh, shaded to the under in this game. Uh, this for Winnipeg, you know, not the, their best game, clearly against the uh, Coyotes on Sunday, but a win is a win. And they were able to get that victory against the uh, Coyotes 4-3 uh, in overtime. They had a lead, squandered it, and then <laughs> had to rally, excuse me, in overtime. Uh, for the 4-3 win. Uh, St. Louis, this is their first game after it was the worst period of hockey or among them that I've seen a single team play all season. That first period when we were on the air Saturday doing the show, it was the first period of the, at the same time, it was the first period of that Red Wings-Blues game. And that first period was a complete and utter debacle, an absolute fiasco, disgrace by St. Louis. I can't believe how awful they were in that period. Defensively, odd man rushes left and right, loss of coverage, breakdowns galore. It, they just didn't even show up to start that game, St. Louis, and they were buried in the first period Saturday afternoon by the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So shame on them if they don't show up early uh, here in this game tonight against the uh, Winnipeg Jets after a complete and utter uh, no-show and a disaster uh, to begin that game on uh, – Saturday afternoon against the Detroit Red Wings, but they aren't the better of these two teams. Even if they do show up, do I trust them? Not against a Winnipeg team that's eight and one uh, in their last nine head-to-head meetings against the St. Louis Blues. So that's not something I really am enamored to see. Uh, you know, I actually do lean a little bit in this game to maybe a, a first period over or both teams to score. Uh, both teams to score in the first period, I definitely think could hit. St. Louis has to come out better uh, than they did. Uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings, you would think so. And look, we saw first period over, first period both teams to score with the Jets on Sunday uh, in their game against an inferior team uh, taking on the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So I think there's definitely a possibility we could see that cash in here again. Um, so that that's what I'd be looking at. I don't know about full game over. This could be one of those deals where it slows down uh, here uh, as the game goes on. And it looks like from a goaltending standpoint tonight, we've got Hofer and Net for the Blue and Laurent Brossois in net for the Winnipeg Jets. So it looks like backup versus backup will be the uh, situation that we have uh, in play here for this uh, Blues and Red Wings game. So uh, right now, again, what I'm looking at here is probably uh, first period over uh, and first period of both teams to score as well uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Blues, Jets. Yeah, definitely riding with both of those. First period over, one and a half minus $1.12. So another great cheap price on Winnipeg. Uh, and this is a history too. Nine and three, the last 12 meetings have gone over in the first period. So that's a really good value. Also, like both teams to score in the first, you get that as high as plus 192, also at FanDuel. And I'll be taking a shot here with the draw. Uh, the two teams, you know, battling for playoff spots. Winnipeg obviously trying to climb higher up into the central. St. Louis trying to just stick around in that wild card uh, race. So points will be important. And this is a game I could definitely see slowing down late into the contest. So if we do get a bunch of goals early, during the betcast might be trying to eye alive under as we see this kind of slow down to a pace and hopefully go past six periods. 
All right, Matt, what do you think? Blues, Jets? <clears throat> yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I'm on the first period over. I do like both teams to score as well. Uh, but I think it will slow down in a perfect world if we get, you know, two goals in the first 10 minutes. A live under seems like a, a very likely play. Um, and I, I don't hate the draw here either because, as Alex mentioned, you know, you've got Winnipeg that's kind of in cruise control but knows they need to get those points to get up to the top of the central. And then you have St. Louis still fighting for a playoff spot. So if coming into the third period it's a 2-2 game, um, I think both teams kind of sit back, make sure they get that one point. Uh, and then obviously it'll be, you know, a battle from there. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'll sprinkle on the draw, but definitely on the uh, first period over. Um, I think there will be some goals quick. So, uh, so that'll be my main play here. All right, there we go. Good stuff. Yeah, we just had a bolt of lightning and the power flickered. Yeah, that's right, folks. Bolt of lightning on February 27th. We've got a thunderstorm going here. That's how warm it's been the last few days. Crazy. We, we Here in St. Paul, we went from 62 degrees Fahrenheit yesterday to tomorrow morning when I wake up, it'll be uh, wind chills below zero. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, – I think we are going to – I think we're going to see something similar uh, as well. Uh, pretty soon yeah that i knew that was going to disappear initially there we go uh but yeah just all and it just flickered and came back i'm like <laughs> i thought when it first went out I'm like uh oh uh it's alex and matt for the rest of the show but no we're back it came back pretty quick so there we go but yeah it's going to cool off here uh, after this little storm as well so uh, keep an eye on that but uh yeah like i say it uh, looks like we all like the uh, first period both teams slash uh first period overlook here when it comes to the uh, blues and the uh, jets all right, next up, we continue along. This is another important game for both teams, especially for the Minnesota Wild, as they try to continue their playoff push. They host the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, in this one. We've got uh, Carolina, uh, minus 140 road favorites, six the total in this game. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant right now at the moment to step in front of Minnesota. They're, like, they've had a nice little run. I'm going to give them their due. Uh, this is a very important, every game is important for them now because they're just a couple points out of the uh, wild card hunt uh, going into this matchup. Uh, Carolina lost to Buffalo on the road the other night. You know, clearly they're capable of losing here uh, in Minnesota. And if you actually look at series history here with the uh, Hurricanes and the Wild, it hasn't been automatic for Carolina here in Minnesota. In fact, the Wild have won each of the last two games here at XL Energy Center uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes, 3-2 at 2-1 last year. Uh, in Carolina, in Minnesota, rather, between these two teams in overtime. Uh, and then in Carolina, Carolina won 5-2 January 19th. And then Minnesota came back and beat Carolina uh, earlier this year uh, in Carolina 5-2. It was a very impressive victory for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So I'm leaning wild here, but I like the draw more. That's what I'm looking at here. I like the draw more. This is a very good draw type of bet, in my opinion. It's another perfect scenario where... Minnesota does not care if Carolina gets points. Carolina does not care if Minnesota gets points. They're in their own races, respectively. I think it's going to be a very competitive hockey game. You know, like I do, I like what the Wild are doing. They beat Vancouver, a very good team. The last time they were at home, they've won three of the last four. And this is not quite as brutal a spot home off a road trip because it was only a three-game trip. Winnipeg, Edmonton, Seattle for Minnesota. And they have two days off following that win against Seattle. So, uh, it's a lean to the wild, but I like the draw even more uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, uh, Hurricanes wild. Yeah, dog draw split, but it's probably 20% on wild and 80% on a draw. And uh, when you look at this head-to-head, four of the last six meetings here in St. Paul have gone past regulation with these two teams. 
so it's a, it's a draw season candidate with a, a strong trend to back it. Uh, that's where we're rolling draw, but we will have a little bit of Minnesota wild in pocket at plus 120. And we'll be looking for a full game and first period overs live. It's not my favorite looks, but if we see the numbers and, and the pace that we like while we're on the betcast, then this is something I'll be circling to jump in with for first period and full game overs. Yeah, I mean, I like I like what I'm seeing out of Minnesota, and they have played well at home against Carolina. The one thing that I'm worried about and why I'm not more bullish on Minnesota tonight is, gosh, I really don't like betting against Carolina off two losses in a row. And now they've lost two in a row. The Dallas game at home on Saturday, and then they lost, of course, Sunday in Buffalo. You know, they're probably going to be circling the wagons and wanting to uh, snap that little mini skid that they're on. And I think tonight we're probably going to see, just confirm it, yes, Pyotr Kochetkov. And there is a goalie advantage for Carolina. Even though Gustafson, you know, he had that good game against Edmonton. You know, I'll take Kochetkov. Thank you very much. So hey, that, we, those are the factors that kind of worry me. And uh, I still lean Minnesota. I'll have a sprinkle on them. But uh, I'd be liking it more if it wasn't Kochetkov and if it wasn't Carolina off two losses in a row. We, we might have a little uh, trend in the beginning involving our Ice Guys family. Jarek Rubel in the chat is going to be doing uh, the call for this game, and he says he always ends up getting a lot of overtime games. I did notice that he was calling the Hawks and Wings game yep. Sunday. That game went to OT, so maybe there's something to that. So it's Jarek the draw leading to some rubles for us uh, uh, from a financial standpoint, but that's just not the best I've come up with. I, I fully admit <laughs> that. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Matt? Carolina, Minnesota. Up, oh, you're muted. Muted. So uh, honestly, I was gonna pass on this game initially, but I do, I do kind of like the draw here. I think that's a good play. So uh, I think I'm gonna sprinkle on that pregame. Come on, join uh, us on the draw. We're action. we're killing it with yeah. these draws right now. This is a good yeah. one. And I, and I it really does it, so. yep. to to both your points, and I I think Ian, you mentioned this specifically, but I do like the draw in these games as we get down the stretch of two teams kind of in the mix but in separate conferences because, again, Minnesota doesn't care if Carolina gets a point. Carolina doesn't care if Minnesota gets a point. Um, so, again, it's one of those games that if it's 2-2, 3-3, even 1-1, you know, with 10 minutes left, neither team wants to lose and get no points. Uh, so I think you'll see a lot of chipping it in and, and playing sort of a trap just to get to overtime. And then, you know, you can make a bet from there. So um, really just going to take the draw and then uh, – We'll see if there's some live looks during uh, the show tonight. Yeah, seven goals for Matt Boldy uh, in the last uh, one, two, three, four, six, seven. Seven goals for Matt Boldy in the last eight games, and it's a whopping 15 points in the last eight games for him as well. So uh, he's back. Remember, he couldn't. You couldn't find him with a telescope in the playoffs last year for Minnesota. Matt Boldy is back, and. Look, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you got to put some credit to, to probably John Hines for this because this has been a John Hines resurgence of Matt Boldy uh, of late for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So uh, that's been uh, something that they know the kids just got immense talent offensively. We all know that. And he's capitalizing on it right now and he's making good with it. Not to mention now you got everyone healthy again Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Erickson Eck. They're all contributing. Uh, up front, you've even seen some glimmer of offense lately from uh, the likes of Marcus Johansson, who's a very streaky player uh, in his career. So, yeah, like I said, uh, we do have to give. I'm not. It's not one of my favorites, still, John Hines, but we got to give him some credit for that one. Bully's on his game again. And I'm sure the coaching does have something to do with that, uh, no question. And then for Carolina, uh, as far as props in this game, um, when I look at it, 
Natchez has been great. Uh, you know, this is Matt on the on the show, so maybe we do have to look at Stephen Nason <laughs> for Carolina. Uh, that's been something Matt's believed in. He's on the show. Carolina's playing. Stephen Nason props are live. Um, yeah, those are the main ones right now uh, for them. Uh, Bunting and Aho too. Keep an eye. You don't always get Bunting's not, not a bad price, but uh, no question, Aho uh, too has been uh, pretty. Good. It's starting to get it going lately as well uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. All right, next up. Los Angeles and Calgary. This is another big game on the card tonight for both of these teams who need the points uh, as they both try to remain in the wild card race in the West. Uh, we've got L.A. trying to bounce back from a loss to Edmonton last night, back-to-back for them uh, in the province of Alberta. Uh, you've got uh, Calgary, minus 120 home favorites, 5.5 the total. And note the total, it's down to 5.5 uh, in most spots here with the uh, Kings and the Flames tonight. Uh, like I said, back-to-back spot for the Kings after a, a tough loss last night. Uh, Adrian Kempe, by the way, worth noting, he's already been ruled out uh, for this game tonight uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, an injury he sustained last night against Edmonton, and it's so significant, this upper body injury he got last night, that he is going back to L.A. to get further examination. So this could be something that keeps him out for at least a little bit of time. Adrian Kempe here for the uh, L.A. Kings. And that's unfortunate. He had six points in the last five games prior to the injury last night. So that leaves a bit of a void uh, for them. Mikey Anderson, it looks like on the blue line, is out. Uh, For Calgary, it looks like Kuzmenko uh, still out for them. Jacob Markstrom already confirmed uh, in net for the Calgary Flames, even though it was Dan Vladar, Darth Vladar, that led them to victory uh, against Edmonton. Uh, on Saturday night in the Battle of Alberta. That being said, Jacob Markstrom's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, and look, this is this is what the Flames do. The Flames and the games that matter, especially at home, and they play teams that are pretty capable. These are the games they show up. It's the it's what John Massey has said for years. When they are a big favorite at home against your San Jose's and your Anaheim's, teams like that, that's when it's better beware when it comes to the Calgary Flames. But, you know, more often than not, they've been good in these situations. So, you know, I am on Calgary a little bit here. Minus 120 uh, in this game against the Kings. Kings now, you know, suffered a loss. I know that the record is still, I think, 6-3 and three now under Jim Hiller. Uh, but when I look at this, you know, Calgary's been – Calgary looks like they're playing with gusto again, as far, at least against the – in the big games, the games that matter, the opponents that are uh, right there with them. Because you look at these recent results. They lose to Detroit and San Jose at home. But look what they've done since then. Beat Winnipeg, beat Boston, beat Edmonton uh, in the last three games. So, yeah, for me, this is definitely going to look at Calgary. I understand now why they're a slight favorite. I think the draw could be live. I'll have a little smaller piece of that as well. Uh, The Kings and the Flames and the draw uh, here in this game. Um, This is one, too, where at least in the first period, I could see maybe a first period over first period, both teams to score in this game. Um, But now that that totals down to five and a half, I'm even tempted by over five and a half here. I mean, we're talking about still a, a Kings team that's still a little dicey in net with Riddick last night and then, of course, with uh, Cam Talbot tonight, who is still trying to regain his form. Started out the season red hot, but he's really scuffled of late. Now, the last two starts for him were pretty good. Gave up one goal to Pittsburgh, one goal to Columbus. Uh, he hasn't started in the last three. We'll see if he can keep it rolling here. But uh, I lean that five and a half over, but more so I like the early goals. Uh, looks here first period over first period both teams to score Calgary and draw there you go uh, Alex what do you think Kings Flames 
Yeah, so I'll be on the over trifecta. Small looks early with the first period and full game overs. We're going to try and obviously grab more in game with the, these low numbers of one and a half and, and uh, well, minus 120 for each of the one and a half and uh, five and a half. So we should be able to get plus money two, three minutes in while we're on the bet cast. Uh, first period, both teams to score. And I also like the draw here quite a bit. Uh, like I said, this, this perfectly sets up to be a draw game. Calgary needing points. Uh, desperately, Kings needing to get points as much as they can. This just feels like the kind of a game that, you know, they have goals back and forth throughout. Uh, this won't be a slow pace. If I'm looking for a correct score, I'd probably be taking a shot with a 4-4 tie uh, or something of that nature. So I think this is going to be a fun one. This is a great one to have on the cast, and I think it goes a little bit longer. It goes past 60. Uh, keep in mind, 4-1 and one to the over uh, in the last five meetings, actually, with the Kings and the Flames. And uh, other than the last game in December in L.A., like last year, that was Daryl Sutter Flames teams, of course, last year. We remember that. And they weren't the same push the pace, activate the defense, blue liners joining the play, jumping into the rush type of team last year that they are now under Ryan Huska. Like you're seeing Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson and all their blue liners and jumping into the play uh, anytime they get the chance. That didn't happen under Sutter, and yet the Sutter Flames still played a bunch of overs last year with the uh, LA Kings for some reason. So uh, definitely series history points to over tonight with these two teams. Matt, how about you, LA Calgary? Yeah, obviously a system play for me at the over five and a half. I love that. Um, so I'll definitely be on that pregame. If it is a slower start, maybe it drops to five. I'll probably double down on that as well because I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. Uh, I could see an argument for the draw. I don't know that I'll jump on it pregame, but uh, I expect it to be like a 3-3-4-4 type game, uh, as Alex mentioned. So I think there's going to be a lot of goals. I'll also be on the first period over uh, as well because I think it's a, a solid price. So. Yep. All right. Good stuff there. As far as props, yeah, anything's possible. How can we not? How do we not take him again? Uh, he has been absolutely uh, terrific. Uh, multiple con uh, consecutive game goal streak now uh, for Martin Pospisil uh, of the Calgary Flames. So rocking right back with that. He's playing with Kadri and Zary. That top line's been very good. Uh, I could definitely see him uh, having a chance here to uh, find the back of the net for the uh, Calgary uh, Flames in this one. Uh, you know, keep an eye. Dryden Hunt scored the other night, and he got a goal and an assist. So keep an eye on that. But definitely my favorite for Calgary is Marty Pospisil. Uh, he has been uh, very, very good uh, the last few games on that top line. All right. What we I think the consensus is that this is the game of the night, and it sure is in my opinion. It's a battle for first in the Central. It's uh, ESPN Plus, Dallas, and Colorado. We've got the Abs minus one thirty-five home favorites uh, in this game. Total six and a half across the board. Um, is, this should be phenomenal uh, viewing. Uh, these are obviously two teams that are uh, excellent, two teams that believe they're cup contenders in the Western Conference. And, of course, as far as the standings are concerned, uh, in a battle for first right now in the Central Division, uh, Dallas leads the division by two over Winnipeg and by four uh, over this Colorado team right now. So it is a big, big two points at stake here in this game tonight. Stars all of a sudden, you know, to me they haven't, you look at that, the fact that they're one and five in their last six games, Dallas, yet it doesn't feel like they're playing that poorly. You know, when you look at that six game stretch, they should have beat Boston, didn't capitalize on their chances. They could have beat Edmonton to start that little skid. They lost in overtime, lost in a shootout to Boston. Shesterkin stole the two points for the New York Rangers uh, against Dallas at Madison Square Garden. They did have a stink bomb against Ottawa. Anyone will admit that. That Ottawa game was awful. 
for Dallas. One of the worst games they've played. Carolina was a tight game that they were on the uh, that they found a way to win two to one. And then of course the Islanders game was a brutal spot. Like I said, two road games home, one road game home, four road games home. It's just too much travel, too much uh, air miles. It added up, uh, and you know Islanders uh, got took advantage of it last night. Now they're on the road again playing this Colorado team that's rested, hasn't played since Saturday, and is, oh, yeah, coming off a loss as well on Saturday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs at home 4-3. to three. So it, clearly I get the uh, situationals are all in Colorado's favor here uh, in this game. There's no doubt. But you look at series history, Colorado has won three straight. That's another thing people will point to, uh, no question. Uh, and they've won five of the last six meetings overall head-to-head. Um, but I'm not going to be on either side here. I'm not on Dallas, but I'm not on Colorado either. Uh, this is just the over trifecta for me. Uh, first period over both teams and full game over six and a half. We have seen the over hit in four straight meetings between the Avs and the Stars. 7-3, The final scores in those games. So all of them clearly going over the total. Seven goals or more in the last four meetings. So I like the over trifecta. That's what I like pregame. But I'm going to Keep that wet wager amount in check because I'm definitely piling on a significant amount. And it was a more significant amount than normal live last night with the second period over. This has been a gold mine. Six, 17 straight now for the Dallas Stars second period over going for 18 in a row tonight. And I put the tweet out and I'm sticking to it. Anyone that's on the BetCast live tonight on the stream with us. First intermission of this Dallas Colorado game. I ins- I'm not taking no for an answer. Everyone is getting on this second period over. We're going to have a big group bet tonight. Yeah. We're going to cheer together. We're going to make money together. You know, friends forever will be together, you know, through thick or thin. You know, that's exactly it. We're going to be betting friends in this game here tonight. You know, we're on top because we play to win. It was like one of these old cheesy soundtrack songs from the 80s. Uh, and that's what this is going to be here. We're all getting involved here. Dallas second period over, even if it's $2, you know, even if it's just small bet, small potatoes for you, put something on it. We're all going to jump in second period. Over. We're either going to ride this 18 game uh, second period over streak with Dallas together, or we're going to see it crash and burn and end in agony together <laughs> as well. Either way, we're going to be on it tonight. Second period over all of us. So hop on the express here. Let's have, let's let, let's get a group. Uh, bet here. That's Sammy P. When he was on the Betcast, he's the one that's got me on this uh, group bet kick. Uh, Now, after uh, he joined us a few Betcasts ago to try to get us on one uh, with the Vancouver future. Uh, What do you like here, Alex? Great game. Can't wait. Dallas, Colorado. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm already rocking and rolling with the group bet. I have over two and a half plus 150 in the second period. I have both teams to score in the second period plus 108. I do, Matt, you're not going to like this. I do like Colorado to win here. Uh, but I will be waiting in game for this. I, I like I said, I want to see if anything, I probably would be looking at Colorado first period puck line because that's where the, all the energy and momentum should, should probably show up, right? Colorado can get the first goal. Then maybe that's where we see the air kind of come out of Dallas a little bit because of the travel spot. Like, so this is absolutely brutal from a scheduling standpoint, and, but if they can weather the storm and hang around in the first period, then that's where I think this becomes just kind of a regular, uh, you know, divisional game, a, a tight battle back and forth. So I have a little bit of draw in pocket as well, that, and that's predicated on that Dallas can hang on and, and, and play well and keep their legs under them in, the, in this contest. That, that's a tough ask, considering you have such a rested Colorado team, so it's not one of my favorite draw looks. But 
just it's just the schedule spot you know makes this a, a game that I lean more toward Colorado than Dallas. But it should definitely be a fun one and uh, looking for goals in this. So also we'll be on the first period over grabbing a little bit of that at minus one forty. We'll try to add a little bit more on if we can get some plus money in game as well. All right, good stuff. Yeah, it's hard to deny that. I'm sure even Matt will say it. The scheduling dynamics are just so lopsided in Colorado's favor. You know, going into this game, there's no there's no question about that. Dallas has to overcome some shit. You know, if they're going to win this game tonight, uh, there's no doubt, and they got to play at a high level. And let's be honest, Colorado's rested at home off a rare home loss. They're I like over saves tonight for Ottinger. I really like that prop tonight. He's going to be pelted. Okay, he's he's going to be pelted. He's going to face a high degree of uh, shot volume tonight, in my opinion. You look at Colorado at home. This is a team that's gotten into the 37s and the 31s before. Uh, as far as uh, uh, shots on goal, off a loss to Toronto. So if you're looking at a goalie prop, I don't bet too many of them until we get to the playoffs. But certainly tonight, um, Jake Ottinger over saves. Definitely uh, makes some sense here uh, in this one uh, tonight. Um, and Ottinger, like we said, since the All-Star break, you know, go back to February 6th, uh, the beginning of this month, one, two, 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 four, which was the one kind of, okay game average game blah game he had but it was against Edmonton and then three three and one so he has been really good at three goals or less routinely here of late but man that'll be put to the test tonight by this uh, Colorado team potent as hell and coming off a loss Uh, what do you think here uh, Matt your stars taking on Colorado yeah don't really like the sides uh either side here um Obviously, I think Colorado, it's it's a line for them to get the win tonight. Um, I kind of would have expected Dallas to be bigger underdogs, and then I might have, you know, sprinkled a little on my team, you know, plus 150, something like that. Uh, but plus 115 seems fishy to me, just given all – if you take in all factors. Um, but, yeah, so I, I do like goals often, um, goals early and goals often. So I am going to be on the first period over. I love that play and then the game over as well. If there is a slow start, which doesn't tend to happen to Dallas, Dallas tends to give up a goal in the first five minutes. Um, If there is a slow start, this might be a a good live look as well. Uh, But yeah, overall, just excited for this game. There are a few props uh, that I like in this game, one of which I'll mention uh, a little bit later. Um, But then, you know, you've got to think about riding uh, Stan Coven, uh, Wyatt Johnston, you know, your typical normal guys and then um you know guys like mckinnon mccarr maybe over two points things like that are also worth a look i think there's going to be a lot of goals in this i do think ottinger has a lot of uh motivation to play well and i think he will play well but when you're giving up you know 40 shots i think it's still very likely that you know there's three or four goals for the abs so um just like goals in this game really excited to watch the game as i mentioned earlier i wish the stars we're coming into the game in a little bit better spot. Um, maybe not a back-to-back on the road uh, after a game at home. Um, I think that's tough, but uh, it is what it is. So looking forward to the game, but yeah, not on either side, uh, just given what the odds are right now. So we'll see if there's anything uh, live during the show. Yeah, absolutely. You read my mail with the Dallas props, Matt. Uh, Johnston and Stankoven are clearly two of my favorites there if I'm going to look at props for them. I'm going to Arturi Lekkinen again for Colorado. This guy's heating up. He's now back on the uh, top line as well with McKinnon and Rantanen, and you can see he's uh, making it happen. He's got goals now in three of the last – actually, he's got 
five goals in the last six games for Colorado, and he has eight points during that span. So Arturi Lekkonen, I think he's got a great value with his props tonight for Colorado. Maybe throw a little on the old man, Zach Parise. He's up to the second line tonight. You know, this is I know it's his last season. He's undoubtedly going to retire, I think, at the end of this season. <laughs> but this is his last kick at the Stanley Cup. But, you know, maybe sprinkle on that. And I'll throw another little longer shot at you. How about Andrew Cogliano, once upon a time a Dallas star? You know, I know he's devolved into a fourth liner now at this stage of his career, more of a checking shutdown forward, doesn't score a ton, but he did score against Toronto Saturday night. He's playing his old team. Why not? A little shot with Andrew Cogliano uh, here tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche in this game uh, as well. All right, next up, we've got uh, just two games left, Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, it is a bit, uh, Vancouver minus uh, 150 uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, the total currently uh, six shaded to the over, Penguins and Canucks. Um, Pittsburgh, obviously, look, um, a rare back-to-back -back wins for them uh, at home uh, in their last two games. They need a lot more than that, though. Uh, they can't stop there, Pittsburgh. They've got to bring the winning ways with them on the road and put a streak together, you know, if they truly hope to get back into the mix here uh, in the Eastern Conference uh, playoff race. But you got to start somewhere. And they did beat Montreal and Philadelphia back-to-back -back home games now as they embark on this uh, Western road trip, the usual type of Western road trip, right? They're going to play the three Western Canadian teams in Seattle uh, all on the road. So that's coming up here for uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Starts tonight in Vancouver against a Canucks team that, you know, starting to be some tremors of worry, some tremors of doubt, tremors of concern for the Vancouver Canucks after uh, four straight losses. Uh, but uh, great resolve. It was a 2-0 uh, lead for Boston. They're staring down a potential fifth straight loss, and the Canucks mustered it up and found a way to rally back and beat the Boston Bruins 3-2 uh, to two in overtime on Saturday. A huge confidence builder for them. And I think it's probably momentum you know, that can carry over here for Vancouver tonight against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, last year, it was 5-1 to one Vancouver. Uh, against Pittsburgh here at home against the Penguins. They played earlier this year in Pittsburgh, and it was a 4-3 overtime win for the Canucks. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I love the price enough, minus 150, you know, against a um, Pittsburgh team that's obviously playing with a great deal of uh, uh, importance on these games, obviously trying to get back into the race. So I don't know if I love laying a minus 150 price into and against a team that needs these points like Pittsburgh, but they have just not been a team I trust on the road. And in particular, the Western uh, road trip uh, in the past for Pittsburgh hasn't necessarily been good for them. So I think what I might look at here is probably a, a team total on Vancouver. You can get it at over three and a half at plus money, plus 115, plus 120. That does appeal to me a little bit. Uh, as far as the uh, full game total, uh, we did see the last two meetings go over the number between uh, the Penguins and the uh, Canucks. It is confirmed that we're going to see Tristan Jari, Thatcher, Demko uh, in between the pipes here for their respective teams. Um, it's going to be interesting because we've seen this Pittsburgh power play really, really struggle. And we've seen Vancouver's penalty kill under Mike Yo get a little bit of criticism lately for their decline in recent games. So what's going to give? This decline penalty kill of the Canucks or this horseshit, borderline embarrassing power play of Pittsburgh, which has been bad much of the season. So that's a tough handicap in this game. Who's going to win that battle tonight? But if anything, your Canucks team total over. Don't really love a lot other than that. Uh, what do you think, Alex? Pittsburgh, Vancouver. 
this is a big card. I've already got a ton of plays. This game's a clear pass. But if I had to bet on uh, either the power play of the Penguins or anything run by Mike Yo, I'm going to fade anything run by Mike Yo. <laughs> Pittsburgh's got the edge just because Mike Yo's involved with that awful power play. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see if that indeed ends up uh, happening. I, look, look, Evan's in the chat. That's a great point, Evan. And Evan's uh, know, knows this team. He's a Penguin fan. Uh, and he notes that Riley Smith, yeah, Riley Smith, though, has been, I agree. I mean, you should bet Riley Smith. I mean, he is up on the top line with Sidney Crosby uh, and uh, Ricard Raquel tonight. This is a spot for him to finally step up, but he has obviously not had a great year. I mean, only 10 goals on the season for Riley Smith. It's shocking considering how good he was for Vegas, but he's got the opportunity. I got to bet him. I got to bet him at the price you're going to get. I agree, uh, Riley. I just hope he finally steps up playing with Crosby tonight. Uh, what do you think, Matt, Pittsburgh, Vancouver? Yeah, I don't really like anything here um, pregame. I do lean towards the first period over and game over. Um, I'm just going to try and see if we can get it live. Um, I do think Vancouver team total. Um, sorry, I did write that down. I am going to take Vancouver team total because it's uh, plus money over three and a half. I feel like it's very likely they score four goals at home. Um, but I do think Pittsburgh will have some battle to it um to them as well so that that's why i'm leaning towards the over i just would love to get it at five and a half in case it's a you know four two game at least you get the win so um but yeah as far as sides go just given the odds i i lean towards vancouver but i'm not gonna lay a dollar fifty on it um so yeah i'll be on the team total over and then likely try and live the uh first period over and game over as well and the reason for Riley Smith moving up is because Brian Rust is out uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And, of course, they're already without Gensel, who's going to be traded before the uh, March 8th deadline. So uh, that's why Riley Smith's going to get that opportunity. I like what Cuban is saying in the chat. This is a, an interesting look. And, look, Cuban's always taken these uh, really uh, creative, longer-shot goal props and sometimes goal parlays. He's going with an uh, Elias Pettersson, Vancouver Canucks, Marcus Pettersson for the Pittsburgh Penguins, who's a defenseman, and he's not known for offense. He has three goals on the season, but he did score one against the New York Islanders a few games ago. So there you go, the Pedersen parlay there, plus 37-1 to 1 for Elias Pedersen and Marcus Pedersen uh, to score a goal uh, here tonight for their respective teams. So uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that, uh, Rod, uh, as far as that. Canucks 8-0 following an overtime game. There you go. So momentum and an overtime win this was as well for them uh, against Boston. So uh, we'll see if uh, they can uh, maintain the momentum following that big comeback uh, against Boston. All right, final game of this Tuesday slate, the New Jersey Devils heading to San Jose to take on the uh, Sharks. Uh, New Jersey minus 260 uh, road favorites here in this game. Uh, the total sitting at uh, six and a half, shaded to the uh, under uh, in this one. Look, San Jose is San Jose. We all know that. But I'll be freaking damned if I'm laying minus 260 with New Jersey and all the vultures that are circling around that team right now. With the way they're playing, I can't believe how bad, zero emotion, zero passion, zero intensity there was from the New Jersey Devils against Tampa Bay on Sunday in a national TV game, Hockey Day in America, you're battling for your playoff lives, and I couldn't believe the, the lethargy, the lethargic nature of the New Jersey Devils in that game. Stunning 
awful. And they had every right to be upset. The the fire Lindy chant started again. And now the fire Lindy chants are warranted because they're bitching about there's no adjustments on the power play, which is and there's another power play that's totally uh, lacking confidence right now. Uh, and we saw it again. Uh, you know, you look at it. They've had opportunities. Uh, they've struggled. Uh, they're even strength play, you know, not good. Uh, and that was, you know, a, just a very, very disheartening loss. They failed to muster 20 shots on goal at home in a game of that magnitude uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I can't lay this. I can't get behind New Jersey, even against San Jose right now. Usually, I say when a good team is or a decent team, at least, is struggling, San Jose is their get well spot. I don't know if it's going to be their get well spot tonight. I can envision a scenario San Jose beats them tonight because things are so out of whack and there's such little pushback right now from the New Jersey Devils that Lindy could be gone after tonight if they lose to the San Jose Sharks because that's that's how bad this could be right now for them. So I, I don't like that at all, uh, what I'm seeing from them as far as form. And another thing I'm factoring into this thought process here with the reluctance to back New Jersey in any form it's not only the price being what it is it's because if there's any game Mackenzie Blackwood's geared up to play oh yeah it's New Jersey team that traded him away said you know we're not you're not going to be part of our future plans and do I fault New Jersey for that completely no because you guys know I've never been a big Blackwood believer or a Blackwood fan how many times I've been singing the great Beatles over the years Blackwood shitting in the dead of night how many times have I sung that ditty uh, on the Ice Guys show, talking about how much I don't think Blackwood's all that good. Um, but if there's ever a game he's going to want to play well, and if there's ever a game he's going to want to really uh, elevate his game and play solid for this team, it's going to be tonight uh, against the team that didn't want him. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a time that I thought for sure he was going to play earlier this season when they played New Jersey in New Jersey, and they went with Kockinen that night. I still remember it. I was stunned that they didn't give Blackwood or that um, David Quinn didn't give Blackwood that start. You know, he has given Blackwood that start uh, tonight against uh, his old team. So I haven't moved on this game yet, but I am awfully tempted by the home underdog here. I will say that uh, with the uh, San Jose Sharks plus 210, given all the factors involved. I know they've lost three in a row, uh, but they've had two days off. You know, Vegas and Nashville and Columbus wasn't a great loss either because the Jackets haven't been anything to write home about. But to me, this is a New Jersey team. Things are on the board of uh, the verge of spiraling a little bit here for the uh, New Jersey Devils at this point in time. So I'm going to go in with a little Sharks plus 210. And certainly I think the draw is live too, because if you actually look last year in San Jose, when these teams played four, three Devils uh, in a shootout and the game did go past regulation. In fact, each of the last three meetings between the Devils and the Sharks in San Jose have gone past regulation. So uh, it's a dog and draw split for me here. Sharks and draw. I don't trust the Devils. I've got this feeling in my stomach that things are on the verge of just exploding and imploding right here because that's a warning sign of warning signs that in a game of that magnitude against Tampa at home, you really don't have more to offer than that. And there was no pushback when they fell behind. They shut it down. That's the worst part. That's the damning part about it. They shut it down when they fell behind in that game against Tampa Bay. And there was nothing in terms of we're coming back. We're we're going to continue to play. No, they shut it down. This is not a mentally, uh, this is not a New Jersey team in a mental way right now where I'm trusting them. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, New Jersey, San Jose? Yeah, I just keep it simple. I like the draw here. I was able to grab 
plus 375 at uh, Bet Online. So shop around. There might be a plus 400 floating around potentially, but uh, that's a high price for a good goaltending spot. And like I said, a team you can't trust to be anywhere in this price range right now with the New Jersey Devils, even against a horrible team like San Jose. And uh, the fact that we've seen history trend toward it, this should be a close one. So give me the draw. Mention, I want to mention something too. I'm looking at Blackwood. I know he's won a few starts recently. He's actually three and one in his last. He's actually four and one in his last four starts. He beat Anaheim. He uh, beat the Rangers, Seattle, Calgary, and, and he lost his last start against Vegas, the one where they got shut out four nothing. But yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood is actually four and one in his last five starts, and now he's got the team that discarded him like a piece of trash. Didn't want him anymore. So that, yeah. No, as I said, draw price is high as 420 at FanDuel. So definitely grab for something better than what I got. Yeah, that's a real. And again, three straight in San Jose with the Devils against the Sharks have gone past regulation. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? New Jersey, San Jose. Yeah, so this was going to be uh, generally a pass, pass game for me, but you've kind of sold me on San Jose. So I think I am going to jump on um, a plus 200 dog uh, at home. Um, but that'll be my only play pregame. I. I would lean towards the first period over, but I'm seeing it at like minus 150, minus 160. Um, so maybe worth waiting and trying to get it live. But, but yeah, I'm going to take the Sharks here. Why not? I can't, you know, I'm not going to bet the Devils minus 260 uh, given how they've been playing as of late. So why not? A little uh, little big underdog to end the, to wrap up the night. Um, not sure if I'll even still be up watching this game, um, but we'll see. <laughs> Well, you will be because this will be starting when the Dallas game's still going. So you'll be up then. Yeah, that's true. I'll see the the beginning. I, I the beginning. might be asleep before the end of the game, but that's uh, maybe true. San Jose jumps out to a quick lead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm looking at yeah, Sharks and draw. And what I want to point out too with New Jersey is I give three forwards a pass. Heeshear's been good. Foley's been pretty good. Rat's been pretty good. Jack Hughes needs to be better. Simple as that. You know. They need more. Meyer's got to be a hell of a lot better, man. And maybe this is the night against his old team, Timo Meyer. Uh, I'm I'm actually tempted to bet Timo Meyer props, but it's difficult. This guy's been an absolute bust for New Jersey. He has been way short of expectations when they traded for him. There's no question, but maybe facing his old team, going back to San Jose, gets a little something out of Timo Meyer. So uh, I will sprinkle on it, but not with great confidence because he's been very quiet. Uh, and then on the blue line, look, nobody's really playing. And Luke Hughes has just been a nightmare at times in his own end. Like, we know he's got the playmaking ability and the skating ability and quarterback the power play. But, man, he's got to improve at the defensive end. He really does. There's a lot of work he has to do as far as that part of the game is concerned for uh, Luke Hughes for the uh, New Jersey Devils. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is the uh, Tuesday card. Again, we've got our bet cast tonight. We can't wait. 7 p.m. Eastern. It is a great slate. And again, make sure you DM or email Alex or me for a spot on the BetCast, and we will send you the link for it before it begins, 7 p.m. Eastern. And again, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 per month. Daily sides, totals, and player props posted there. Goalie charts, totals charts, bonus video content, and more. Patreon.com slash iceguys. Your subscription fee goes a long way to keeping the show rolling for the long run. Patreon.com slash iceguys. Sign up now, just $10 per month. We'll have more Patreon-exclusive live betcasts coming up in March and beyond as well. And last but not least, the Ice Guys store. 
Uh, now's a great time to get on board. Ice Guy, with the, with, get your gear, get your merch, take advantage of the specials, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Just want to briefly go back and mention with the Patreon page for tonight, if you haven't signed up, today would be a good time to do it because if you want to join us on the stream live, People who are signed up to Patreon, they get first crack. So if you do want to join us on the stream, uh, you're going to have to wait in a little bit of a line because the Patreon subscribers, they do get first dibs into joining us on for tonight. So yes. definitely want to make sure to uh, take advantage of that if you have not done so already. But also the store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Three days left to save 20% on everything. We have everything fully in stock, all the regular classic logo gear, the Tylender gear, the draw season gear. Everything is in stock right now. You get 20% off in the next three days. Just click on the redeem button at the top of the page, and that is over at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, there we go. Check it out. All right, we are back with Bargain Bin Special of the Night and Best Bets right after we hear from our great daily sponsors, our friends at Boston. All right, Boston Hemp Inc., make sure you check them out. And again, with all products on the site, you can get 20% off all orders by using the promo code ICEGUYS over at bostonhempinc.com. All right, it is time for our bargain bin special of the night. And I can't believe I missed this in the recap. We didn't even mention it. Another great winner for uh, Alex B. Smith. One half of his bargain bin special of the night came through. Vince Dunn for the Seattle Kraken. He got it done for us last night. Uh, plus 600 to plus 650 uh, in that range for him to score a goal. Uh, and, and also, shout out to Brett Skalski, our Monday yeah. guest, who had Charlie Coyle for the Boston Bruins as his ba- bargain bin special uh, of the night. So uh, great stuff there. Two bargain bins come through for us last night. Alex, what have you got for an encore here tonight? Yeah, heading uh, just right down the street here at XL Energy Center. You got Carolina taking on Minnesota. The hurricane that I'm looking at moving up the line. Uh, I think he could give some sparking energy. Tuvo, Tara Vinen, you get him plus 330, just falling on the range of the shop around. He is, uh, for the most part, a bargain bin candidate in a lot of places, but I see the highest price being plus 330 at FanDuel. Give me Tara Vinen, anytime goal for their Carolina Hurricanes tonight. That should be a fun one against the Minnesota Wild. All right, there we go. At Tavo. It's Tavo time. Tavo Tara Vinen for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, for Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet for this uh, Tuesday night uh, NHL card. And again, make sure you shop around. That's important. You have multiple books if you're going to join us on a lot of these player prop bets because yes. there is a wide variance in price. One book to the next, you can get as high as plus 330 here uh, with Tavo Tara Vinen. So uh, make sure you shop around for that. Uh, Matt, uh, what have you got for your bargain bin tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go out to Denver for the uh, Colorado-Dallas game. Um, obviously, the game that I'm most excited for. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that he hasn't scored in his last five games, but he's still tied for second as far as defensive scoring. Uh, give me Thomas Harley anytime goal scorer tonight. I think there's going to be a lot of action. Um, why not Harley? So 
Um, Thomas Harley, anytime goal scorer. All right, Thomas Harley at plus 650 nice. uh, at points bet. A uh, heck of a price there for that. Uh, that is what uh, um, Matt will go with as far as a bargain bin special uh, of the night uh, for this um Great uh, Tuesday card. All right, my best bet for this, uh, or my bargain bin special tonight for this Tuesday card, I'm rocking with it. I know maybe it's a kind of a concern. He had a hat trick in the last game, but he's got it firing right now. Uh, on that second line, uh, Sheldon Keith made the change. Tyler Bertuzzi for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're not going to get this price forever. If he has the, If he flips the switch that I think he might have, with that game against Colorado. There's clearly chemistry there with him, Max Domi, and William Nylander together. They've got something going. The chemistry was off the charts. They had Colorado hemmed in. Most times they were on the ice. Uh, they made it happen offensively. They not only got the chances, they converted on them. Tyler Bertuzzi, plus 320 uh, at FanDuel uh, for my bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Tuesday slate. All right, best bets. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Going to that same game of Toronto and Vegas, give me the first period over one and a half. You can get it minus a dollar thirty-five at Caesars. I think we see some good pace and good action here uh, in this contest. We know how Toronto's offense has been rocking and rolling. Vegas needs to get some momentum going as well. I expect goals here early and often. So give me the Golden Knights and the Maple Leafs. First period over one and a half, minus one thirty-five. My Tuesday best bet. All right, Vegas, Toronto. That's eight and two, by the way, to the first period over for Vegas in their last 10 games coming into this one. Vegas, Toronto, first period over. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Best bet. I'm going to take it back to the Dallas uh, Colorado game, and I'm going to take the first period over as well in that game. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. I think there will be a lot of pace. Both teams have good forwards that can score, a good defenseman that can score. Um, so, yeah, Dallas, Colorado, first period over tonight. All right, there it is. Dallas, Colorado, first period over for the Kino man, uh, Matt Robinson here, uh, over a one and a half minus 140 first period. Stars and Avs, uh, my best bet for this uh, Tuesday slate. Man, it's a lot of great, uh, a lot of great uh, bets, a lot of, a lot of great things to choose from here in this game. Uh, but I'm going to stick to the, um, I'm going to stick to the script here of what's been working. Uh, and that, for me, is this Arizona team. I I, I almost went with the Coyotes because I really like the Coyotes tonight. They have been facing a murderer's row schedule, and they finally stepped down in class tonight. Um, but the one thing that's been a consistent with them is they've given up goals. doesn't matter who's been in net. doesn't matter what the defense's combos have been. They've given up goals. But also Montreal's given up goals lately as well. So I'm going to go with Arizona-Montreal over 6, minus 115. Uh, I, I was surprised this total was six. I get it, Clayton Keller's out, but to me that total's too low for what we're seeing defensively from those two teams. Arizona, Montreal, over six, minus 115. They might be playing for exercise, but they're playing for my money tonight as well. Arizona, Montreal, uh, over six for my best bet. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. And yes, we will be back in a few hours. Second period over, as Matt says in the chat. Let's go. 
the entire Ice Guys community that is with us in the chat on YouTube or on the stream at the time. We're getting in on this. We're going to cash this. Everybody in the pool. Everybody get in there. $2, $200, doesn't matter. Everyone get involved with some kind of bet there as we go for 18 second period overs in a row with the uh, Dallas Stars tonight. For Alex B. Smith and Matt Robinson, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll see you in three hours' time for the Ice Guys live betcast, courtesy of us here at the Ice Guys. (laughs) 